I'm Jim. And I'm Emily. And we're, we're the, the Summers, Summers family. family. She works in an office. And he runs the home. Together, we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family, adventure, and the arts. Welcome to the Summers Time Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Summer's Time Podcast. Uh, for tonight's episode, we wanted to talk about the arts and why they're so important to us. I've been thinking a lot lately about what it means to be creative and how we install that in the kids. And you and I are both, I think, pretty, we, we practice creativity on a regular basis and we'll get sure. into some of the things that we do. Um, but more and more I've been thinking about how do we foster creativity in the kids? How do you make space for them to be creative? Um, how do you demonstrate that you're being creative and like why it's so important? So, um, we thought that we would do a whole show on it and cover, a, a an array of area, but basically focus on, um, you know, creativity and the arts and what it means to us. So maybe a good place to start is why it's so important to us and how um, we grew up and maybe some of the things, the, the way that the, it showed up for us as we grew up. Right. I mean, as you stay, say there, it's very important for me. And I don't really know where that came from when I was younger. Um, I'm not sure where it came from, but I'm glad it was there because I've always been very musical, still am to this day. It's one of my passions. Um, never quite made a career out of it as I thought I was going to one day, you know, as we all wanted to be rock stars, I think, when we were younger. But I'm very happy where I am musically and create, uh, creatively. And as I, as we're doing this podcast right now, right behind you, I'm looking at my kind of DJ turntable uh, computer setup thing that I that I do on a somewhat regular basis. Um, and that's one way that I stay creative is by writing music, reworking music, putting DJ mixes together, um, and things of that nature. Also, I mean, let's be honest, this podcast is creative. It mm -hmm. allows us to to creatively speak our minds and and. Um, again, on the side for me, I get to produce the show in the back end and I, and I love doing all the audio stuff and being creative with the intros and the outros and all that, you know, fun stuff. But, um, going back to my childhood again, I don't really know where it came from. I guess if I had to pinpoint something, I know that my, my parents are both quite creative. Um, uh, my dad's very musical. My mom's musical too. My dad kind of took it to the next level. He recorded his own album. He didn't even know, how, he doesn't even know how to write music. I'm sorry, he doesn't know how to read music, but he can write it and he can write it quite well. And I think he was doing kind of what we do here with our kids back then. He, he would always have music on. My mom would always have music on too in the background. And I think it kind of just like by osmosis kind of got to me into my brain at a very young age and then allowed me to uh, tap into that as I got older. And certainly when I started to when I got into band in late elementary school, I you know want, started exploring different instruments that I thought I might play. Those didn't really pan out, but I definitely was in um, you know garage bands in high school and even throughout college and post college. So uh, music for me is definitely mine. But there's other ways to be creative as well that I think you and I are trying to instill on the kids. And um, and I think that music is definitely the biggest one. But um, as we're doing this too, you're doing a little bit of knitting, and I know that that's <laughs> definitely one of your creative outlets. So far from where I am creatively, but I love that you do this and um, you're, you've, I know you've been teaching the kids this stuff too. So it's important to you because it's been a part of your life forever, but why, like if you went a little bit deeper than that, why is it like, why, why is it important? Doing it? Yeah. Why is it important to you? Um, for me, one thing I can think off the top of my head right now, it's a good outlet for 
different emotions that I might have frustration, anger, uh, happiness. I mean, it's not just, it's not like I go bang on my drums or, you know, write a song or something like that just because I'm angry or frustrated. I also do that when I have a creative approach or a creative spark, maybe. And I think, Ooh, I like the piano chords I just put together. So maybe I'll put that into a tune and try to work that out. I kind of joke to myself that I have so many like ideas of written music, but I haven't actually written a full song in a number of years. I, one of my songs that I recently started to write, this was a, probably a year or two ago, but I literally titled it on my computer, seriously, finish this track. And I never finished it. <laughs> so I probably need to, to do a better job of doing that. But I've been working with my buddy as well, who's um, musically inclined, and we used to write some songs, and we've been throwing some ideas back and forth. Uh, so hopefully that'll kind of create some some spark. But I think it's it's a good outlet for me um, to channel my emotions. And uh, again, there's other things I do to channel, but really it always comes back to something music related. Uh, again, whether it's DJ mixing, writing music, remixing music, playing an instrument, uh, jamming with friends and family. I try to bring the kids down in my studio here and there to let them jam out and have some fun. Um, it, there's always some sort of creative thing going on. But again, a lot of it also comes back to the, the audio stuff. I'm an audiophile. I love anything audio. So I get to kind of tinker around like a mad scientist down here in my studio with different audio uh, things. And I'm starting to get into a little bit of video and visual stuff too. Um, so it's just, it's, it brings me happiness. I love it. When I'm down here doing my thing, I'm as happy as I can be. I think it's a good form of expression. And mm-hmm. if you can get in touch with yourself that way, I think it helps make you a more empathetic person um, you mm. know, all of our life experience is kind of like a story or a shared journey. And I think sometimes the arts and creativity allow you to get closer to what that is and make sense of it all. Mm-hmm. I think it's a way for us to connect on a deeper level. And I think it's a really good practice for us to, it's like almost a form of communication to ourselves, but also right. to others. Sure. So I've, I've found, you know, if I'm having a rough time, it's a place to go to if I'm feeling really joyous. It's something that like naturally transpires. Um, I am of the belief that every human, even if you, like there's people who say I'm not creative. Or I can't sing or but I can't, you know, things like that. I think if you're a human being, you're creative. There, there's something within you that allows you to be you creative. Pull it Otherwise out. you'd be a robot. Yeah, you got to pull it out sometimes. And that's that's where I think... Maybe, maybe you as well, but certainly me. I, it was kind of forged in me and brought out in me in the beginning. I don't, as I said, I can't really explain where it came from other than what I already tried to explain. But I'm glad it already happened because I think there's people that as they get older, they try to find it. They try to find that creative spark because they're lost in their job, maybe, or they're, you know, they're tired of the monotony of life and they want something different and they really have to, you know, they kind of struggle to find it. And I, I truly feel bad for people that don't you know, have a hobby like that or get creative because they, they maybe just don't know how to do it. Um, because I think you're right. I think everyone has a creative, uh, side to their brain. And what do they say? Right brain, left brain, things like that. I think everyone has it. Um, it's just a matter of how you pull it out of you and what you do to spark that create those creative juices. And again, for me with music, it's, uh, a lot of times it'll just be, you know, I'm doing something around the house or I'm in the car and I've got a song playing. I'm always playing music and something in whatever song I'm listening to might spark me to 
uh, again, put, do a DJ mix or uh, maybe start writing a song that's in the similar fashion. And it really kind of gets me giddy because I'm like, ooh, this is fun. I get to, I get to be creative. I get to have fun with this. Um, but that doesn't happen for everyone. I mean, that's a spark that hits me and I just run with it. But I've been doing it for probably almost all of my 40 years, save for you know when I was too little to understand what was going on around me. Um, and I think you do the same thing. I mean, again, you're knitting right now as we speak. And you get musical and, and listen to different types of music. I always joke around that your musical taste is very eclectic. One day you'll be listening to Dave Brubeck jazz, and the next day you'll be listening to hip-hop from the 90s, or then classical music, or you know, whatever. And I love that. I'm kind of the same way, but I, you, know, you get creative that way as well. So you've asked me how I like to be creative and, and get creative. So I guess, I guess I'll ask you, how do you like to be creative? I think... Um I've always been crafty, I guess. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I made clothes for my dolls and Mm -hmm. I liked to do needlepoint stuff. I really like to do anything that basically a grandma would do. Nerd alert, nerd (laughs) alert. (laughs) I didn't do knitting until I was older, but I I saw my mom knitting. I saw my grandma knitting and it was something that I wanted to do. Um, I just remember being fascinated by the needles and what you could produce. I love that side of creativity as well is that you're producing something and you kind of like can be proud that you like well I did it. that thing yeah um for sure. i've always journaled um so while i i it's not like i'm writing essays or anything like that but writing's always been a creative outlet for me as well oh man when i was little friendship bracelets yes all oh, of that stuff i was so crazy for i remember those things <laughs> yeah i can i can literally sit down and just I have a hard time sitting down and doing nothing. So if I'm sitting down and knitting or I'm sitting down and doing something else, it just really centers me. I, I can almost have a better conversation. I can focus better. Um, it's like a little bit of a break mentally as well because my brain tends to just kind of like go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Um, baking has been a good creative outlet for me. Even gardening. Gardening can be creative. Right. Um also spending time in nature because I think like you were saying that you get these bursts of inspiration. I think one of the best things that you can do in your life is build in free space for free thinking. And that's where a lot of creativity happens. But it's almost like if, if you've, if anyone listening to this has read Elizabeth Gilbert's book, big magic, I so subscribe to her belief that you get these sparks of creative ideas and you have to like, you have to follow it. Otherwise that idea will not just disappear because the idea has energy. It'll transfer to somebody else. So that's sometimes why you see these like bubbles of areas where people have this like kind of common uh, area of interest and space Mm -hmm. that they excelled. You see that like with music or with the tech industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, I kind of a sideshow comment, but I loved that book. It's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, So yeah, I just, I think... You know, it's creating space in your life to have those sparks of creativity. But I also really like, you know, just sitting down and kind of the monotony of pulling something together. You like when you're for anything or you're talking specifically for like knitting or baking or something. You're just saying for anything, those, and pulling yeah. it together and right. Like <clears throat> I don't mind that it might take forever to knit a sweater. It might take forever to knit a blanket. I like that I'm seeing progress be made. Um, but I like just chipping away at it. Yeah. And then again, you're creating something that will, there's an end goal 
you know, by the end of it, you're going to be done and you have a full sweater or a full blanket or, or whatever it may be. And for me, you know, it's like, I'll have a full song or a full remix or a full DJ set or, um, you know, whatever that, you know, may be. And that's, I, it's hard to explain because I, it's something that makes you feel good, but, but it's, it's, it's already there. I don't know why other than just completion, I guess, creative completion to me is always fun. Um, <clears throat> again, if I finish the song, uh, then I go back and listen to it. And I kind of, actually, I do that quite often. I'll, when I was writing more songs, I would complete it and I would listen to it a lot. Some people write music or so, and then they don't listen to their own music. I do because I try to, well, for one, I try to find inspiration from my own stuff as well. But also, it's kind of fun to go in and listen to what I did and then realize, I'm like, oh, man, that was a really good musical cue right there. And I didn't think about it at the time. But it inspires me to kind of try to get back to that because I've done that. I've listened to one of my songs and I'll say, man, that was actually a really good chord progression. I kind of pat myself on the back. And at the time, I liked it, but I probably wasn't really thinking of it introspectively because I was writing it. So it's that's kind of the cyclical thing that happens. You know, for music, for me, is I might write or I might create and then I'll go back and revisit and it'll kind of push me to keep going creatively. And again, it's just a, it's a cycle that just keeps going. And for me... Um, I mean, music has carried me through many of, you know, tough times and whether it's, uh, you know, my own personal problems, whether it's grief and maybe, maybe there's been a, a family member who's been sick or dying or dead, or, you know, or whatever, uh, it, things like that. Like I can always turn to music and I mentioned that you have a very eclectic taste in music. I actually as well do. And some days I, I just want to listen to jazz and other days I want to listen to death metal. Um, couldn't be further from uh, you know, the, the sound couldn't be further from each other. Wouldn't you say that most people are more or or would consider themselves to be more creative when they're younger versus when they're older? Not everybody, but wouldn't you, don't you think that most people kind of yeah, see that more when they're younger? Probably a reason for that or a couple reasons. Well, yeah. Why do you, why do you think there's a shift? When do you think the shift happens and why do you think it happens? Um, I think it's a, a gradual shift, but if I had to pinpoint one spot where I think it really shifts is post school, whether that's you're done with high school or if you go on to, to college or you know whatnot, when you're done being educated and you're in the real world, I think that's where it kind of that certainly could be a shift. Now, when I say that, I that's actually where my musical career, if you want to call it that, kind of picked up was I was noodling through high school and college and, and playing in bands and just having fun. But after that, I actually got into a band and unfortunately we were only together for um, geez, probably a little over a year. That's it. Uh, the band had been together before, but I joined later on and then the, it broke up. So that was the end of that, but we were getting pretty serious with the, the music and where we were trying to play. And then I started working with my buddy who, uh, I've been writing music with for, I guess, over 15 years now on and off. We actually had a couple songs signed to, um, a, a record label, one in the UK and, and one here locally in the Chicago area. Um, so I might actually say that I was a bit of an anomaly because I was actually trying to focus on that. But as far as most people go, I think, I think it's after you're done getting like, done being educated because when you're doing that, you don't likely have, or you might have a job, but it's not your career yet. You know, you might be working at a pizza place or something, but you're not in a full time career mode. You don't have likely you don't have a wife or a husband or you know kids or a, a mortgage or car car payments and bills to pay quite yet. Once that stuff settles in, I think it really can hamper uh, your creativity or at least 
the ability that you may have had when you were younger. Also, let's be honest, as you get older, you, you know, I mean, your brain is not maybe as, as vibrant as it once was. Um, so I think that has something to do with it as well. Yeah, I think I, where my mind was immediately going to was maybe like embarrassment or feeling like you're not good at something. Like if you haven't excelled at it, why continue to pursue it? Because yeah. we're so obsessed with excelling in America right. that um, my, I immediately kind of went to, well, if you can't be amazing at it, then why do it? Because you tend to not think of it as like a, a therapeutic thing to do but more just like i need to be the best yeah that i mean i can certainly agree with that for my own being like right now if i were to go perform on stage i'd be a nervous wreck whereas when i was in college and post-college uh i mean not only did i i mean i got a little, little butterflies here and there but like i loved performing and i still do i love the concept of it but i definitely am more nervous and and you know like our last podcast that we talked about worry you know i get way more worried now that i'm gonna drop a beat when i'm playing the drums or that i'm gonna miss the the cue on my uh the dj stuff so i'm gonna you know forget to mix in the next track and then it's gonna sound like garbage and people are gonna be laughing at me and (laughs) i guarantee you no one's gonna laugh but i didn't care about that at all when i was when i was younger I think you have kind of this gusto when you're younger too, like ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the world because you don't know much yet, you know. You're you live in your own little bubble, but once you get out of that bubble and enter the the real world, it becomes a little bit scarier when you do things. Yeah, so maybe maybe when you're younger, you're doing it for you. Yeah. But as you get older, you're doing it for others. You're or, doing it for others, like you don't, yeah. you know, uh, and 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 not in every case, but. I definitely can see that and I can see where that's played out for me in some spaces. Like, um, this is mainly about performing. Like I'm, again, I'm talking knitting. I don't think you were, you're not embarrassed to knit now. Like you, when you were knitting, when you were younger, right? Cause you knit for yourself the whole time anyways. Well, that, but that's an example of something that I started <clears throat> in college. So younger, yes, but not yeah. like I wasn't doing it when I was like five. Well, no, of course. So I, like during this time of your life where you're really solidifying your identity, I feel like in college is when I adopted this. Okay. So I think I was pretty secure in it all at that point, but I do think things like, okay, you were mentioning performing. So let's say. You used to perform in a different way too with musicals. Let's say like a musical or something like that. You might be doing it, you know, more so, for yourself when you're younger and then it becomes you like you want to be ex- you want to excel at it you want the accolades yeah. for it versus like how many people do community theater I, it exists you used to i, I mean, yeah, when we first I did. got together you were doing it, it a it couple exists, times it exists but it's for the most part a small group of people that do community theater and i think they're the people that are really in it for themselves and not cuz right. it's not like you sell out audiences you know? Not generally, yeah. Um, so and and so I don't know. I think to some degree that's a little bit of the reason why there might be a shift. I think everything that you said also makes sense. And I think too that you start as you get older, it starts to become about you have responsibilities and obligations, and so you get really like attached to that and kind of takes over your life. Identity, yeah, yeah, and. You forget, like most, the amount of people after they've had kids that I've heard, like, if you ask, 
what do you do for fun? That it's just like a joke. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you mean? I, what do I do for fun? I don't like have a mom any fun. or I'm a dad. Yeah, like, I don't like the amount of people who go. Oh, yeah, me. I got to get a hobby. Yeah, I gotta. You know, it's just it's a little bit sad to me because I know that we all have a lot of responsibilities, certainly. But I find that creativity is a way to fill yourself up, and if you're filled up, you have more that you're able to give. Right, and it's also a really good thing to be demonstrating to the kids because. We've just talked about all the value that we've seen in incorporating it into our into our lives. That's something that we would want for our kids as well. And speaking of the kids, yeah, that's kind of uh, something that I find fun in a somewhat, I guess you could call it maybe selfish a little bit. I, you know, people live vicariously through their kids. I do not agree with that. I don't like that. I'm not going to do that. But, and we've got our four kids who are all creative in their own ways thus far. I'm very curious to see which or you know if any of them maybe go on to be uh, a broadway star or a movie star or a you know baseball player jack wants to be a professional or a and, community theater star. or community so yeah seems, i mean exactly like maybe already we're painting on them like they no no a broadway I'm, star but i'm not painting on them i don't tell them that i'm just telling you that i wonder if this would happen because i think sometimes about like for instance brad pitt i've read about him his parents are from you know they're like Two people that are from, I forget where he's from, Nebraska or something like that. And he just followed his dreams and went to Hollywood and he's this really good looking actor and, and he's also really good at acting. So he's made obviously a huge superstar career out of it. Like I wonder if his parents ever thought, I wonder if our son Brad is going to be a movie star someday. Like maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I, that's really not the important part, but that's kind of what I think. Like I wonder what our kids are going to do. And I want him to hopefully do something in a creative way that doesn't mean that we need a movie star or a musician or a, an artist or, but you know, they might all be, uh, you know, they might all be doctors. They might all be, uh, I don't know, just name it. And that's be fine too. I have, I'm not going to be like, oh, nuts. We don't have the movie star. I'm just saying, I think it's kind of fun to look at our kids and just kind of be like, Hmm, I wonder where they're going to be. And, and it's a creative I mean, we're a creative family, so I don't doubt that they all will do something creative, whether it's in their their younger years or their adult years or both. Um, I'm very curious to see where, where I do life get will worried take them. for the kids these days, though, because if I compare when we were growing up and it was like, kick, kick everybody out the door, go play outside, see you at dinner time. Right. Or, you know, you had to be out there for a period of time. And today's kids, certainly during the pandemic, there's everyone's clamped down more. But even years ago, like, they like, and I think we've talked about it, this in other episodes, they like watching other people play. That's a weird phenomenon. And it's not just our kids. There's something, yeah, like you said, something about the the generations that we're raising, our kids and maybe the generation before and the, certainly the ones to follow. They Yeah, they like this this idea of instead, of, I mean, they do play games, for instance, but they, yeah, they, they grew up watching people playing or watching people unbox like an open presence. That was such a bizarre thing when I would see Jack and Lily watching videos of some kid opening up like a Christmas present or whatever, but they were fascinated by it. Yeah. I don't really know what that, where that could lead to, but um, you're right. We grew up where there weren't screens. I mean, you had a TV and then computers were kind of just starting to come about for the most part. Uh, certainly we didn't have anything like tablets or, or cell phones. Um, so we got to, you know, we got our fill of, things on on the tv and certainly video games were in my life but um 
yeah, I don't know. We're we're gonna have to see where where they where this goes from them because they they're on screens kind of a lot, which well, that's a different topic for another time. Well, I try to do certain things or create space for certain forms of creativity to offset that stuff. So it's like there's little things that are um, there's things that you can do that are more structured, and then you know, like we were saying, we also try to encourage some free creativity on their end as well because. Right. If you're constantly coming up with the next craft that you're going to do together, it, yeah, that's creative, but that's real. It's a little that's real structured. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too forced. Um, so we do do that though. We'll we'll do crafts together. Um, but one of the things that like I never really thought of it this way before, but that um, I think is a way for them to be creative is makeup. So, hmm. you know, there's a downside to it where you don't want your kids to become obsessed with like you have to be wearing makeup to, um, but right. I've always been very clear with the girls that makeup doesn't make you pretty. You're pretty without the makeup. It, it's like something that enhances maybe, but I've always said it's an expression. Form of expression. It's an yeah. expression. So you're, you're pretty without makeup. You're the most pretty when you smile, um, but you can wear makeup as a form of expression the same way that you wear a certain shirt or, you know, whatever clothing you select is another form of expression. And they're not putting makeup on every day, but they really get a kick out of trying out different eyeshadows or They're being creative about it. Right. And I feel like it's using the face as a canvas. canvas, Yeah. Which, um, I I don't, I've been, it's been interesting to see them do that. Um, We've also been spending a lot more time outside and it's interesting that, the create creative ideas certainly in play but also crafting that you can come up with with the kids like mm-hmm. they've been seeing the little rocks that other people put around where they've painted the rock and put a little message on there and so now sure. they've been discovering their own rocks and um, different things that they can do with them and you could use it as decoration outside but you could also use it um, in uh, inside your home mm-hmm. um, you could use it as like a bookend you know so right. some of that stuff we've been doing or finding different flowers or leaves that you can press or um i've actually given them my phone on some of our walks and they take pictures of oh, things that they app, think are pretty right? yeah but it's also like photography is another oh i see they're, they're taking pictures yeah it's yeah. another creative thing and we've given um lily a uh what do you call that a polaroid camera Oh, okay. And so she creates these stories in her book by taking pictures. We've gone, um, we've walked in areas where we make up stories about what could have transpired in that location. And then they actually started writing a book. I was going to say, summer. yeah, they're speaking of writing They're Jack and Lily are both, they kind of started writing a book and they started writing a comic book, I think as well. So they've got two going and they, they jump on it a little bit and they take a break, it seems, and then they get back to it. But I, that actually was, I'm not a writer myself. I mean, I can write music, but I don't, I'm not a lyricist or a poet um, or a book writer. So it's, it's different for me to see them want to do that, but I love that they get, they get into that and they like write or they draw the cover and then the title and, but then they start going on the story and it maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense at present, but you know, they'll figure it out and, um, and maybe that'll lead into them wanting to do more of that when they're older. So um, that's just really, for me, that's really neat to see. And that's, again, that comes back to, I don't know where the creative spark comes from technically in me, but I love seeing it in myself and in others too, because I think it's just, 
I think it's a good way to to like you said express yourself, but it's also a good way to 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 be together with others. I mean, nothing can be more like telling of people making uh, creative choices than like a, a band. If you're playing in a band and drummer, bass, keyboard, guitar, you know, you're not talking to each other, but you are. You're you're creatively communicating with each other through the music and then you're cre- you're all creating this one thing that that people hopefully will enjoy. I just love that. I mean, I I do miss playing in a band um because well for that main reason because it's just fun to be able to to communicate like that to each other and then the audience. Yeah, and then my most favorite thing that the kids are doing creative creatively is knitting. Yeah, you've gotten all four of them. Although Ellie, no, not Ellie, right? She's not really knitting yet. She's like fake knitting, but she's in the club. She's in the club. But you even got Jack knitting, Lily's knitting, Jane's knitting. And I'm just sitting back being like, I don't understand any of this, but I love it. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, And I think that I think they're liking it too. Well, they I didn't force it upon them. They were able to opt into it and everybody wanted to do it. So that surprised me, actually. Um, Yeah, everyone said they wanted to learn how to knit. And it was really funny because I, I got these big old needles and you're using smaller ones, but they've got these big old needles and like Jane's got these tiny little hands and she's like, you know, no one can see what I'm doing right now, but she's just moving these needles back and forth. And I, I think it's neat. I just uh, didn't expect it. You know, there's something that just occurred to me where I think another reason that you want to continue to be creative, even as you get older. So like our ages mm-hmm. or even older than that is, is that. When you're creative, you're like you're not always going to nail it. In fact, right, you're probably often gonna not fail more going than you. to nail it, nail it. Right, and so it's probably a good discipline to get into to regularly have to like face whatever it is that maybe got messed up, screwed up, and you have to try it again and get more comfortable with that. It's teaching you how to accept failure. Uh, in some ways, and then improve on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, and failure might be the, um, maybe that's not the right word, like, but kind of. I mean, if if you are writing something, whether it's a story, a piece of music, or you when you're knitting, I've seen you being like, oh, no, I dropped a stitch, or I need to pull this out, you know, that's technically a fail. Or like, but then you fix last it. year, you and I were going to do a duet, and so we did fail. A, we did a practice. <laughs> And it it was so bad. It, it was so it, you bad. You know, it saddened me because we really had a lot of fun doing that and I wanted it to come out sounding <laughs> good and it just it's real it's just, big pile of garbage. It's a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. We need to <laughs> But I mean we walked away from it like, okay, we need to give that space to breathe. We know yeah, we laughed we'll it come off. Back to and, it. We might need to choose a different song, but it was really bad. Right. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, and it, like, okay, worst case scenario, you try something, and it doesn't work, and it, and it's funny later. Exactly. Well, yeah, we're laughing out about it right now, and we've laughed about. It. We did that a year ago. I'd say we laughed about it. We've been laughing about it since that happened. You know, not at each other to poke fun. We just think, all right, well, you know, I mean, I sing in a choir now. You haven't been singing since probably. I don't know if you were singing in college, but definitely high school when you were in in choir and high school and musicals and stuff like that. So you're not exactly a warmed singer right now. You know, you haven't been practicing. I've been practicing and I didn't like the sound of my voice on that song. And I was like, yeah, maybe we got to pick a different song. (laughs) 
So some of the things that we are doing as adults right now to be creative, I am knitting for sure. Although I did put the needles down for a little bit during the pandemic. Like I just you took I a little know. break. Yeah, yeah, I just kind of needed a little bit of space. I, I, I don't know. I needed to try something different. Um, I've been journaling a ton, um, which is something that I've picked up again. Been spending a ton of time in the kitchen, which is great gardening like i said been spending a lot of time out in nature getting Mm -hmm. more acquainted with the birds and other animals that i don't you know usually pay attention to and the different types of flowers and updating the way our yard looks and putting more thought into that and even our home and how we decorate spaces and you know i've just been a lot more open to the natural creativity that flows through versus the at five o'clock I'm going to sit down and work on this thing. And then my other thing that I loved so much was doing that paint by number, which is creative in the lines. Yeah. I mean, it's like (laughs) half and half. Someone's done the like part of the work for you, but then you get to complete it. But you know, I was going to touch on what you said about letting the more like natural creativities flow. I think that what's helped that now at the beginning of the pandemic, I think both of us were trying to figure things out. You know, I mean, we're obviously didn't know what was really going on. This is all new to everyone. So we kind of put our creative stuff on the back burner for a little bit. That being said, I still did like biweekly DJ mixes because I thought, well, heck, everyone's at home right now on lockdown. So maybe they'd like to listen to some some semi live music. But I definitely was, I haven't written music in a while, um, you know, myself. I, I was trying to get back into my studio more, but that, you know, again, it, yeah, our creative juices were a little bit, uh, you know, put on on hold for just a, just a short while. But I think that because of this, and, you know, everyone's basically working from home now or not everyone, but uh, a lot of people are working from home. The kids have been off for the summer and they're going to be starting remote again for school it's really kind of been like an introspective look at your life and your creative impulses. And there's no timelines anymore, really. Like you said, Oh, it's five o'clock. I better do this. Or it's okay. It's three o'clock. Kids are done with school or at eight o'clock. I got to be in the office. Everything is so fluid now, you know, like, you know, you might have a call at eight o'clock in the morning, but you might not have the next day. You might not have one until 10. So you can kind of fluidly go through your morning. And I think that allows for more, you know, off the cuff thinking and it's not so rigid and, and structured, um, which I think then in turn allows for better, better creativity. What's the biggest creative flop you've ever had? Huh? Creative flop. Um, I guess I'd have to say not really like a specific moment, but I know that when I used to play in bands, one of the worst things that I could do is drop a beat. And that felt like, a flop every time, which was kind of added up into like little fails added up to me not feeling good about my drumming. So I got, that's where I started to really get kind of worried about my drumming until I was practicing enough where I would, you know, practice makes perfect type of thing. But I can't really think of one. I'm sure there is one. I just can't think of it right now. Like one actual creative flop where it was like, all right, well, that was awful and I'm never doing that again. Do you have one? Yeah, I mean, the two. there's two that come to mind. The first one that came to mind was a project that I had either in junior high or high school. It must have been junior high. And I don't back. remember what the assignment was, but I just remember that my friend and I created a fat cat workout video. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, I had a 38-pound cat. It was massive. Oh, I remember that cat. Yes, okay. <laughs> I remember we were like sitting on the Rags. stairs and like 
you know, kind of encouraging him to go up the stairs and he just like rolled over. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, we, we put him on the treadmill and turned the treadmill on and he oh, just geez. fell off the back of it. You know, like just it, it was like it's not even funny right now because it was such a bad but, idea. Well, OK, but were you actually trying to create something serious or were you just having fun with your fat cat? No, it was a school assignment. I can't remember what the assignment was. Oh, okay. Um, but the second one is there There was this thing in high school. It was like a talent show kind of. And Nightclub. Yeah. And my friends and I got had this idea that we were going to do a girl band. Oh, you told me kind of about yeah, this. Yeah, we did it to that. Remember that movie, Josie and the Josie Pussycats? Josie and the Pussycats, yeah. <laughs> so we did one of the songs. That. Josie and the Pussycats. We did that song and each of us played whatever instrument our boyfriend played in their bands. Right. But none of us had ever played these instruments So who before. played the instruments? We did. So you played the instrument, like you actually played the song or did you have a backing track and you just faked what no, you were playing? No, we played the whole thing. We were oh. horrible. Okay, so that's why it was a flop. Yeah. Okay. okay. We, were, we, we looked great. We had really good <gasps> I, outfits. I did think of one. Okay, finish yours and I got another we had one. really good outfits, but we sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually like to see video of that if you can dig that up at some I point. I remember I was the bass and it was like, dun, 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 you know, dun. That's kind of like, how I think works, I actually yeah. probably nailed my part. All right, well, good. I would like to see video. I did, I did think of one. Um, uh, my old band with a couple buddies in high school, we played down at the riverfront here where we live for some, I think it was a 4th of July party and we either asked or were asked to play and we had all originals. I think we had maybe one cover and you know 10 original songs or something. One of the songs that we used to play, I don't remember the name of it right now, we, we would play it and then like at the end we would almost we would do it like double time and we'd play the song again but it would be really fast and so people wouldn't, you know, Whatever. Well, again, I'm on drums, and uh, so we're playing the song. Song is, you know, basically over, and then we start playing it again. But I never sped it up, so we basically played the song the same tempo <laughs> twice. And my bandmates were looking at me like, "Are, are you going to speed this up, man? What's going on?" I don't know if any of the people out, uh, you know, in the on the uh, in the yard or whatever, were listening who were like, "What's going on here?" or not. But that definitely felt like a total flop to me because I don't know why. I just decided not to speed it up. I thought I think I thought I was going faster, but I definitely wasn't, and uh, that was embarrassing. There's probably also a lot of examples of where we had creative flops, but we just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. There's yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and answer that question and be like, oh no, I've never failed on that. No, definitely not. I've probably failed way more than I've been successful, and that might be why I can't pinpoint you know just one other than what I just said because. I, I think, okay, what was I doing in college? I was playing with a band. We'd go to play at the bars. I probably screwed up there at some point. And, you know, in the band I was in post-college, I'm sure I screwed up there, but I just can't remember all the all the little ones, the little details. So would you say the pandemic has made people more creative or less creative? Or, or yeah, we'll leave it I that. think it's a little bit of both. I think that there are certain things that have been taken away from people, certainly, again, the performing musicians, uh, one of the, the guys that was in that band, uh, where I had a total flop, he's now a professional performing musician, and uh, he's he can't he can't perform right now because the you know there's no performances, uh, at least out in in big theaters and and stages and whatnot. So um, I think that unfortunately that's taken away from his creativity in that realm. But he also gets to be at home and write music too. So it's kind of like a hit or a miss, I guess, depending on the, the type of person. 
again, I'm speaking mainly about musicians because that's kind of my wheelhouse, of course. But um, I don't know. I think in other ways it could absolutely add to your creative juices because, like I was saying earlier, you're you know you're, everything's kind of fluid now, so you can take a take a time, be creative, sit down and just start writing your thoughts out, and maybe put that together in a book. And maybe you were never creative that way before, or um, you know, if you are a musician and you're at home now, instead of out performing, you've got more time to, to write music. So that band that's been touring for the last year and on the same album, but didn't have a chance to write new music now can write, you know, a lot of music and maybe write even by the time this is all over, like two albums worth of music that then they can go and tour on when, when you're able to, when we're able to, to get back out there. So yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's been cool to see like the videos of when the coronavirus outbreak was occurring in Italy of the communities mm. singing together from their windows. And that's right. Um, it was really funny. I was showing the kids and my friend and I just watched the movie cats last night for the first time. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could like, argue that was a creative flop. You could argue it. I'd say that was a definite <laughs> according to the reviews I've heard. It got 2.7 stars out of 10. It's kind terrible. Of, it's yeah, kind that's of enough. Yeah. But anyway, there was uh, this really funny video on that I saw on Instagram where you have these you have these lovely videos of people who are creating bands from their windows, but mm-hmm. then there's this guy that was singing a song from Cats out of his window in New <laughs> yeah, York City. This is good. It's just like the streets were silent, like nobody was responding. In fact, it probably would have been an even better video if someone like far off just goes, boo, well, you would, know? Wait, did anyone yell or no? Was it no, just- No, no one yelled. It was oh. just sil- like sheer silence, no clapping, no joining in. It's just- him yeah. singing by himself. By I just himself. That was really funny. But but so I think that there's been th- things like that. And, you know, people in, in isolation maybe have found more opportunities to be creative. Creative, um, Sure. And I feel sad. Like the kids with school, they're going to be doing e-learning this year. To start. Yeah. And they're, it's really hard, if not impossible, to incorporate some like of the extracurricular. Is that what they're called? Yeah, like the music and PE and art and all that stuff. Um, So I feel like there's some misses there. And then, you know, some of the activities that they would normally be doing, they can't really do, or at least they can't do to the same extent that they could. Um, Like the the kids were taking piano lessons. Those aren't happening. You know, so there's, it's just, um, I think that there's been a lot that's been taken away. But like you said, there's a lot of opportunities that have been presented. I know um, we've been watching more movies. And so one of the things we've been doing is talking about the music in the movies and like John Williams. And um, now the kids can actually point out a John Williams song and what it came from. And you're playing classical music throughout the morning because no one's going anywhere. And so they're getting a good, healthy dose of that. Right. um, So... You know, like I said, we've been outside a lot more, and so there's a lot more creativity happening there. So there's definitely, I agree, a lot that's been taken away, but there's definitely been things and new opportunities that have been added. So I think what we're trying to do right now is this is something that we've identified as like a core tenant of our family. And we are trying to make sure that despite the pandemic and despite the times that we continue to 
invest in the arts in the way that we're able to, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's from time or anything else. And so we're trying to do it personally and we're trying to um, foster that in the kids and, you know, not to the extent again, that it's like so structured, but just creating that like free flow for creativity to happen. So um, very, very important subject for us and something that we're just continuing to try to foster. So we'd love to hear any ideas from you guys, if there's things that you're doing and um, yeah, that's our take on it. Yep. So I think we'll wrap it up with that. Uh, Remember to give us a like on Facebook if you haven't already. You can listen to us on any and all podcast platforms and we'll see you next time.